0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Triangles Meditation Group. Today is October 31st, 2022. And So let's begin as we do each week with a brief moment of silence to link with the group and all Triangles workers throughout the world, followed by the sounding
1: of the noontime recollection. We know, O Lord of life and love about the need. Touch our hearts anew with love that we too may love and give. It's helpful to remember that that recollection is used
0: by many people throughout the world and it said that it was once used by the hierarchy at a moment when the question was posed to them, what can they do? I believe it was during World War II. What can they do to aid the situation in the world, in humanity and in hierarchy? And after a moment of silence, it said that with, as if with one voice unitedly they spontaneously sounded together this mantra. So, this mantra and all the mantras we use are exceedingly powerful. And so, to the extent that we use them um, with focused intention, we certainly can aid in uh, loving and giving. So, our work in this webinar each week is twofold to introduce this planetary service of triangles to people who are new to it and to aid them in the forming of triangles. And so if you're new to this work and resonate to this idea of planetary service, please do consider forming a triangle. And you can anytime place your name in the chat box here today or in a future webinar and two people will surely reach out to you so that you can become an active member in this work. And we also come together for those of us who are already members of Triangles to participate in a meditative visualization in the support and strengthening of this work. Triangles is a daily practice using visualization and prayer. You link with two other people who agree to visualize a lighted triangle connecting the three of you each day, mentally, spiritually, and in a spirit of goodwill to all humanity. Then you visualize your triangle as part of the vast planetary network of triangles. And as the network is visualized, you sound together the great invocation a world prayer that is uniquely suited towards distributing the energies of light and goodwill through the etheric or energy body of the planet. And through this means we can help transform our planet. One of the key aims of the Triangle's work is to help move our planet from its present status as a non-sacred planet within our solar system A planet that is surrounded by a network composed largely of squares, a reflection of the personality life, and to reconfigure that planetary network into a network of triangles, which is reflective of the light of the soul. So it's a very scientific work, but it's something that all people of goodwill can resonate with. So we encourage you to participate and to do what you can to spread this Work to others. After the meditation today, we will hear from our co-worker who is in Spain at the moment, named Clarence Harvey. Clarence has shared many times on the webinar, and he will be sharing today on a very interesting theme called song lines. It's about using song as a a healing agent and as an educational tool. So we look forward to hearing from Clarence a little bit later. And now we're going to
1: begin, as we always do, with a brief visualization. Let's come together as a group, visualizing the planet as a sphere of lighted energy. And within that sphere, we visualize a triangle. This is the triangle of the three primary planetary centers. Shambhala, the spiritual hierarchy, and humanity. Visualize the circulation of energies flowing
0: in all directions around the triangles from point to point, merging and blending the three points and
1: filling the triangle with light. And as the energies are synthesized by an act of the will visualize in the center
0: of the triangle, a five pointed indigo star,
1: reflective of the world teacher. This teacher links East and West, past and future standing in the center, radiating the energies of love wisdom. At each point of the star, the sphere of his activity stands an outpost of his consciousness the five planetary centers. Visualize the energies radiating forth from the center of the star through the five points. London, Darjeeling, New York, Geneva, Tokyo. Visualize the outpouring energies enlivening small groups gathering everywhere,
0: aiding them to focus and direct the energies into the consciousness of all humanity, solving its problems,
1: creating right human relations, restoring peace on earth. And together as a group, we sound the mantra. Radiance we are and power. We stand forever with our hands stretched out,
0: linking the heavens and the earth, the inner world of meaning and the subtle world of
1: glamour. Thank you, everyone. So I just wanted to share a few thoughts on this, during this potent time in our
0: planetary life. So we live in this physical world, yet all the while our soul, our true self, we know exists in a different state of reality, in a state of Constant meditation, sometimes phrased, the soul lives in meditation deep. And since our soul represents our true self, in one sense, we can say, in utter truthfulness, that we too exist within that other true reality, and that the object of our lives is to become increasingly cognizant of this fact, increasingly porous we might say, so that this inner reality can express itself more fully through us and within us in the midst of this
1: material world. That's the object of the dual life of the disciple. And in
0: order to become more responsive to this inner reality, we can learn to conform our lives to the cycles and rhythms of the soul, which we're told are the same as the cycles and rhythms of the natural world, and which can be symbolized by the tides of the oceans that are aligned with both the cycles of the moon and the sun. So we can become like those tides having our own individual rhythms, which are reflections of our particular ray and astrological makeup, but which nonetheless finds ourselves aligned within our larger groups, the planet as a whole, and the solar system, and even the cosmos. We're an integral part of these ever-expanding rhythms. And while life has its periods of in-breathing and outbreathing, the key moments, both individually and collectively, are the interludes, the times of greatest potency, when the energies are magnified and can be seized in group formation. The collective interlude periods are, of course, those of the full and new moons, also the equinoxes and solstices. But twice a year, these interludes are exponentially magnified at the time of the eclipse periods. And we stand in the middle of one such potent period now, having just experienced a solar eclipse on the Scorpio new moon last week. And we're now preparing for the approach on November 8th of a total lunar eclipse next Tuesday which is magnified because it lines up exactly with the planet Uranus, the planet which is known as the Hierophant, the initiator, the planet that transmits and thereby focalizes the incoming seventh ray energies of ceremonial order and magic, a key planetary influence governing the entire Aquarian age. As we know, this seventh ray has for its keynote, the highest and the lowest meet. And as such, this planet aids humanity to ground the will energy that is always available and released during the eclipse periods. And in this case of the Scorpio Taurus eclipse cycle, this will is fully available through the esoteric ruling planets of these two signs, the two first ray planets, the non-sacred Pluto and the sacred synthesizing Vulcan. So the new group of world servers stands poised to appropriate the will at this time. And we know that the will is impersonal, stimulating both the good and the bad within the human kingdom hence the need for its appropriation by the discipleship group in order to seize and make manifest the energies and direct them into the service of the masses of humanity, stimulating the release of the energy of goodwill. This particular eclipse period and the subsequent one that will take place at this time of the Wysak full moon in the end of April, provide a powerful stimulation that will serve to invigorate this new group of world servers, the group that is sensing the plan and formulating the next steps needed for the implementation of that plan. And Dot reminded us a couple of weeks ago of that powerful quote from the externalization of the hierarchy at the close of the book, when the Tibetan resoundingly says that nothing can stop the implementation of that plan. Even though at times, it doesn't always seem like it. This eclipse period can be liberating, aiding humanity to break free. And Scorpio, the sign of discipleship, the sign of transformations deep within the recesses of the psyche aids the eventual rising of the phoenix from the ashes of its dead self. And Taurus, the opposite sign to Scorpio, rules the new group of world servers. So during this time, when this axis is highlighted, it might be helpful to just briefly hold in our minds and recollect the four primary tasks with which this group of world servers is charged. The first is to learn to work in the interludes, because it's said that during these interlude periods, we aid in helping to keep the plan progressing. For so the plan can be arrested or delayed, not arrested, necessarily, but delayed by our inability to hold and work in these interludes, hence the importance of this full and new moon work. The second task is to hold the vision before the eyes of humanity. For without vision, the people perish. So that's something we can, again, aid in holding that vision. We have to hold it ourselves,
1: And through our holding in our meditation work and our thoughts, we aid in its precipitation. The third task is to free the prisoners of the planet.
0: This can work out in many ways on many levels, much more broadly than we might imagine. And the final is to synthesize and integrate all constructive activity as a demonstration of the glory of the one.
1: Each of these points can be pondered and understood The last point to synthesize and
0: integrate all constructive activity as a demonstration of the glory of the one is a potent one. For we're told that the new group of world servers needs its hands to be strengthened, needs support. For the many servers that are part of this group don't all necessarily hold to the inner recognitions that the heart center of the group understands. And so it might be and surely is oftentimes much more challenging. And so it's our task and our opportunity to help synthesize and integrate their work. Often such people, such forerunners are controversial and they upset the status quo. The periods surrounding eclipses are interesting for they often can bring forth events that while challenging on one hand can also serve as catalysts for change. In this regard, it was interesting that on Friday, Elon Musk signed the deal to become chief twit as he called it of Twitter, carrying a sink into the San Francisco Twitter headquarters and firing the top CEOs and declaring in his tweet, the bird has been freed. It was quite refreshing that at least one of the social media platforms will now be enabled to move to reinstate many users who had been canceled for their views, leaving people instead free to make their own decisions as to what they wish to have access to. This action is a move towards freedom in alignment with the first amendment to the constitution of the United States, which protects freedom of religion, freedom of speech, freedom of the press, and the right to assemble and petition the government for a redress of grievances. No matter what we might think of Musk or what we might think of many of the people who will be reinstated to the platform This was a bold move and one that deserves support, for we cannot hold the vision before the eyes of humanity when that vision is not allowed
1: a platform that will hold it. So let's come together as a group, focusing ourselves at the center of the even-drawn cross of discipleship, linking in thought as a soul, as a point of love and light with all people throughout the world who are working in this triangle's meditation group. Project a line of lighted energy towards the center Shambhala, and sound together the affirmation of the will. In the center of the will of God, I stand.
0: Nought shall deflect my will from his. I implement that will by love. I turn towards the field of service. I, the triangle divine, Work out that will within the
1: square and serve my fellow men. Using the creative imagination, link with two other points of light to create a triangle of light. Now lift your consciousness and immerse it within the light of the group soul, the heart of love, which underlies and infuses the network. Lift the consciousness higher still to the world teacher who stands at the heart of love, at the center of the spiritual hierarchy, and also at the heart of each triangle. Hold the group mind open and receptive to the imploring energy of love. Precipitation. Visualize the energies of love, light, and goodwill
0: circulating in and around the triangle's network from point to point
1: and flowing out through the network into the hearts and minds of people everywhere. Visualize these energies unifying and eliminating all divisions within
0: humanity, healing and transforming human consciousness,
1: establishing right human relationships. Coming together as a group, we sound together the mantra of unification. The sons of men are one, and I am one with them.
0: I seek to love, not hate. I seek to serve and not exact due service.
1: I seek to heal, not hurt.
0: and outer cleavages be gone.
1: Let love prevail. Let all people love. Visualize the whole planet alight with triangles and see new triangles being formed everywhere. Distribution, sounding the great invocation silently or aloud, and
0: as we repeat each stanza, let's visualize the network acting as the link between the world of spiritual realities and humanity as a channel through which light, love, and divine
1: purpose may flow into human consciousness. Oh, Hello Clarence, can you, there you are, hi Clarence. Hi, good to be here again,
2: (laughs) thank you so much and thank you for um, your introductory remarks and references to matters, I think that are good reminders and good areas for us to pay attention to this question of interludes um, in a kind of Working in the silent places. Um,
1: very important. Thank you very much. Thank you. So, um, shall I begin? Yes. Uh, am I unmuted now? Yes, we hear yeah. you. Okay. Yeah. okay, excellent.
2: Good. So, um, I'd like to start by sharing a short story that I was told recently about a little boy, um, he's five years old. So this little boy, we can call him Michael. He's part of a small family and has this sensitivity, confidence, and the typical behaviors of probably most boys his age who have loving parents. His parents took him one day to meet some friends of theirs who also have a couple of young children that Michael was about to meet for the first time. During the introductions, Michael became very shy. He seemed ill at ease in himself and then abruptly took himself off and went behind a tree. Shortly after his father followed him to check what was happening. He found Michael sitting at the foot of the tree. With a bit of encouragement, Michael was able to return with his father and then things proceeded without any further unusual eventualities. Later on, having returned home, the boy's father checked in with him about what had happened. Well, he said, I wanted to sing my scales Okay, and why did you go behind the tree? Asked the father. I also wanted to sit cross-legged and I didn't want them to see my power moves, replied Michael. Now, it turns out that some of the background to this is that Michael had found himself feeling uncomfortably shy and awkward when meeting the new children. His response of wanting to sing to himself was a practice he had in fact learned from his grandfather. The singing was a way of taking control of his emotional state and of his mind. The going behind the tree was a way of carrying out his inner work without it being a performance for others. He had learned that ninjas never tell people that they are ninjas and that power moves are practiced in secret. Michael at age five was already able to work with simple song lines to regulate his emotional and psychological condition and to recognize when he needed to apply his singing in himself. So last week's webinar was very interesting for me in focusing the theme of music in its importance as an expression of human culture We were fortunate to have Barbara Vellacore who shared with us from her experience as a trained classical musician. And I'd like to go back to a few comments that caught my attention last week in the chat box. Um, Some comments that weren't referred to during the interesting discussion that followed Barbara's talk. Firstly, from Suzanne, the simple observation that music is the language of the soul. Swan commented, um, saying thanks so much for this topic and the meditation. And also singing with kids at home is another great way of experiencing music in relationship. And then thirdly, David Trice gave the following quotation from the book, Glamour, A World Problem. Forget not that sound permeates all forms The planet itself has its own note or sound. Each minute atom also has its sound. Each form can be evoked into music. And each human being has his peculiar chord. And all chords contribute to the great symphony, which the hierarchy and humanity are playing and playing now. This last quote obviously means that we are all of us personally and unavoidably connected to music. Last week, Barbara noted that the human body is a resonant musical instrument and that singers are taught to use the inherent resonant capacity of their bodies to generate the power and the quality of their voice. It's interesting that this capacity of the body to pick up and respond to sound vibrations has a long tradition, both in spiritual practices such as chanting, toning and intoning, and in healing practices such as musical acupuncture. In musical acupuncture, the meridian system, as known in traditional acupuncture, is understood as being highly sensitive to vibration. Applying musical vibrations to the body via the application of tuning forks to specific acupuncture points causes the transmission of chosen musical tones through the energy lines of the associated meridians. In this way, we can come to think of the meridians as specific energy song lines within the web of the etheric body, tuned to specific and different frequencies which support all organs found along the given meridian. It follows that whether we sing with the voice or not, our etheric bodies are always vibrating, always emitting sound vibrations based on the keynote of who we actually are, and that the musical vibrations of one or other of these etheric song lines can and do go out of tune at times. It seems that modern humanity as a whole is in a sense out of tune, which means that the keynote of the vibrations of our collective song lines is not in harmony with the musical theme and rhythms of our planetary life. I think it would be a mistake to assume that the song lines are only physical or etheric. The lines that link us to each other also exist in emotional and mental substance. And these can also vibrate healthily or harmoniously. And the musical condition of the vibrations of our emotional life and of our mental life is reflected in the patterns of our emotional and mental experience. The concept of song lines provides a way of picking up the thread of our life at any moment in time and giving it a musical boost or input of harmonious sound. One of the overlooked powers of the human voice is that at any point in time and under all circumstances, we can use our capacity to sing in order to sound a note aimed at introducing a musical vibration into the place where we actually are. That is into the here and now into the this of our present place in consciousness. The power of the intentional voice that seeks to heal not hurt can be used to introduce healing vibrations into our personal songlines. Indeed, it can be used to introduce soul vibrations into our lifeline. On this point, it's worth affirming that the use of the voice in what I like to refer to as self musicalization is likely to be part of a universal cultural practice on which the new world civilization will be built. A major task of education will increasingly be recognized as giving children the tools, skills, and environing conditions that support them in building the inner bridge that connects the personality with their soul nature. This bridge is technically referred to as the antakarana meaning inner instrument. And it is described as a triple or threefold thread of energy that exists in consciousness and links our minds to higher reaches of mind and soul. This antakarana may well be the most important of the many song lines that we can learn to work with. Because it is through this song line that the personality can be retuned to the musical vibrations of the realm of the soul. Imagine a culture in which our education systems are based on understanding that the soul is a vital aspect of human living and that human, human well-being, right values, right relations to self and other, sustainable human and societal development, all in the end depend on the right attunement of our outer waking consciousness with that higher realm of positive vibratory life that we call the soul. Human beings can be taught to vibrate positively and musically in all their bodies, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. And it is interesting to consider this from the angle of implications for triangles, because if it is true that everything in the universe vibrates, then the implications are profound and far reaching. So those are some of the thoughts that I wanted to share, really, I suppose, partly by way of um, inviting, uh, how other people consider some of these things. I know there are many people um, it, within the, the Triangle's work, who um, recognize a value in music um, and will have their own takes on how some of this works. So um, in a way, I, I, want, I want to be in listening mode, but I'm happy to respond to, to questions as well. Thank you There's so
0: a Thank you so much, Clarence. Those were really beautiful ideas that you share with the group, and it's already evoking a a powerful response. There's an interesting uh, chat. Can you see the chat box from Kaya Heisler? Can you see that one
1: Uh,
0: about uh, what she's doing? For
2: about a month now, that one? Yes. Yeah, okay, I'm just seeing it now. Um, So Kaya says that, uh, well, let me read it as it's written. I have been using a 528 Hertz tuning fork applied applied to acupuncture points and meridians. Yes, I've definitely noticed the very beneficial effects. The 5 to 8 Hertz frequency repairs the DNA and supports miracles. It's great when we can speak, not just like from theory, but um, with some degree of experience uh, of how these things may, may actually work. So that's wonderful sharing. Thank you so much, Kaya. Have you um, done
0: that yourself, Clarence? Have you used tuning forks? Um, yeah, I, um, a number of
2: years ago, because of the interest, I suppose, that I have had in, in self as, as a um, musical um, entity, if we want, um, I came across um, the, this uh, a training um, teaching musical acupuncture. And so I have a background in, in that now and I practice mm. um, and so on. But what what I suppose I uh, in this particular approach, and there are there are several different approaches with tuning forks, um, this particular approach um, that I have some have, have some experience in, does apply the tuning forks directly to acupuncture points, um, and it it is based on many years of research um, where the 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 teachers of this Indicate that actually you can take the twelve basic tones of a scale and apply them to the twelve major meridians um, from the Chinese system, um, with so that changing the vibration actually produces um, more efficient effects. Mm -hmm. But in my personal, uh, if you if you don't have twelve differently tuned tuning forks. Um, I have found that actually you can take one and apply them. I mean, it it introduces a steady vibration and um, that does have beneficial effects. Um, So I'm not surprised at all by um, what Kaya said there. And then she has referred to a specific frequency, which um, will also have its background and reasons why it's, it's, um, it's useful. So that could be maybe gone into another time.
1: Yeah,
0: it might be that because of the potency of the vibrations that we're subject to from EMFs and all kinds of things that these techniques might really be helping, helping people to counteract some of the challenges. You
2: know? Yeah, I, th- I think there is a, I suppose the underlying point there for me is, it is about, I suppose, taking charge of unresponsibility for, for our own selves and the condition that we're in. So it provides um, a, a tool and a methodology that actually it can be quite widely available, both for self-application and also there are people who are trained in understanding, and in understanding
1: the like the refinements of how this would work on specific bodies. Yeah, it's interesting that um, Curtis says just immediately after that necessarily
2: light, love, and power work through all forms, but they work most effectively through forms which are refined and qualified. Um, That's interesting, I'm not sure, if Curtis would like to add or say a bit more, maybe through raising his hands, I'm not sure, but it would be great to hear um, just a bit more on, on what or how he sees that. So how do we refine these forms? Uh, and how do we qualify them? Um, For me, the qualifying of of the forms, meaning, I suppose, our own forms, our own bodies and minds um, is, it begins with intent. So this question of how we use our will and, and what are we seeking to be more refined? Are we seeking to lift our vibration, to qualify it? with light and love and goodwill um, and, and universal values that actually enhance human relationships. If that's what we're doing as a constant, then for me, yes. <laughs> um, they are definitely, it's, it's not a guesswork. It's, it starts with intent or purpose. Interesting, Michelle says, yes, qualified and refined. These are thoughts for pondering. Yeah. Can I pick up on Santana? Sure, yeah. She says, thank you. And oops, just missed it a little. Let's see if we can bring it back. There you are. I have experienced an acupuncturist using tuning forks on me. Uh huh. A very relaxing, beautiful experience. They seem to key up the vibrations of the meridians. And she goes on to thank you for your wise insights,
0: Kathy. Um, <laughs> um, do, you, do you ever use them? I've heard that they, they can be used, or certain kinds of instruments can be used upon the actual needles. Is that, is that something you've heard of, Clarence? No, like, um, no.
2: I, I have experienced um, traditional acupuncture. Yes. With the inspiration of needles. And there is uh, electrical,
0: if you- want, Electrical, maybe that's what yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah.
2: So, oh, that's very, um, <laughs> can be a very weird experience. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. Um, just on a on a quick note on that, I uh, I was my acupuncturist was somebody called Dr. Wang, and uh, he first time he connected he connected up the the needles with um, uh, this circuitry, and he twiddled the things, and then he put it in, and I went Ugh! and he says, "Oh, uh, too much, too much." and I said, <laughs> and he and he said, "Okay," and he just left it. <laughs> Oh my so, God. It was very uncomfortable. He didn't know what he was doing, so. Wow. <laughs> but, um, but that kind of, uh, I suppose, discomfort is, I would say it's fairly unusual if you're using tuning forks. Um, mm. the, the, it's a very gentle vibration that goes in um, most of the time. Uh, there are times when what might seem to be nothing happening, um, the body or the particular acupuncture point actually responds and can be quite dramatic in, in terms of um, feeling it. Just, no, not that vibration is not wanted at this time. So the, there is a response um, that is there. Yeah. Um, Anna Ferreira says that it's a beautiful image of the Antakurana that you've given to us. Do you think that the Antaqarana is a musical chord composed with three notes,
1: making a third and a fifth? Um, I, I don't know. Um, I think that
2: in theory, um, it can be looked at like that. Uh, and it's certainly, for me, the kind of of research that, people might find themselves investigating. And, and the reason why I, th- I tend to think of it as a fairly um, safe modes of research, because um, you spoke earlier about the interludes, uh, Kathy, mm-hmm. And I think one of the things of using music interiorly is that you produce a sound which may or may not also re- Involve the, the vocal cords because it can often be just mental. But mm. to sing a note, um, it's done, it tends to, to um, induce a meditative kind of attention. And so there is a listening. And so there is an awareness of a kind of whether there is resonance. So the sound. And especially if we're talking about the anti So it becomes possible to think, can I I send an invocative sound up or out or inwardly towards what I, I, so my intent is to sing towards my soul. And it's simply an invocative sound. And then naturally one would be listening with the inner sensitivity for response. Now, that kind of practice doesn't mean that one expects a response, an immediate response. But for me, what it does, it invokes and induces a receptivity to guidance. So the inner song line of the antakarana becomes uh, something that one can activate for oneself, it doesn't require a great deal of theory or even knowledge of whether it's a third or a fifth or, or anything. It, it is the truth of your innocence. So, you know, this little story that I started with of a five-year-old boy um, singing his scales, I would say singing his song lines, he, he would not necessarily describe it like that. But I think it is putting oneself into a, a vibratory condition that is invocative of what is best what is good so goodness and I think when we do that then we we become more receptive to the subtler vibrations the more permanent subtle inherent goodness of the soul tends to begin to inform the way our minds work our our larger kind of intent for how we want to be So it becomes, it really is a question of a cultural practice. Um, And there's so much um, evidence that this is not new. It may be that we can look at it from a slightly or from slightly different angles, especially with the backing of science and psychology and things like this. Um, Janice says that every, even a small thing, everything, even small things have a vibration with it, which is its song. If you lift a pebble, hold a leaf or hug a tree, you can feel its life, its song. I, for me, those things aren't simply poetic, but they come from a certain sensitivity that some people seem to have more naturally than others, but actually of which we are all capable. And it's about how we cultivate the, the um, sensitivity to a higher vibration that is positive
1: and healing, life enhancing. Dita says that in Denmark, we
2: have someone called Gita Ben David. I'm not sure if I get the pronunciation right, but she heals people with sound and she's written several books. Um, I think think this is the name of a book, The Note from Heaven. Yeah. She has made webinars where she sings on the Meridian Oh, that's interesting, to activate them and heal old traumas. Yeah. I think we will, we are very likely to find um, some people of interesting talents, working with, with song and with the voice and with singing. Um, we don't all need to have, if you want these, these, what what did the, the boy call it? Um, It's power moves (laughs) Um, and we don't don't all have to have those kind of developed talents. I think everybody's voice is more than adequate to um, the task of musicalizing themselves, of even in, in, if you want in temporary ways, which means I can use it to move from a condition of worry or upset or fear or anxiety, and simply sing towards my own soul, activating my inner song line, especially the main one, the, the, which the main one for me is the Antakarana. Um, because I feel that when you, when you do that, then that starts to tune all your, um, if you want lesser meridians, you know, um, your, your energy lines, on the mental plane, your emotional energy lines, your physical energy lines. So, yeah, um, but there will be people with expertise and talents. And I think that is something that will
0: increasingly emerge um, in our times. Do you ever, I know you're a martial artist as well. Do you ever use voice in combination with some type of movement?
2: Oh yeah, all the time.
0: Oh, you do, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I thought so, but I just wasn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean, to
2: me it's, the, yes. So part of this simple practice, I suppose I've done over years and, and taught as well, is if we think of, we, when we say martial art, people tend to go with the, the popular concept but I think yeah. if we put on of the soul, then it at least puts a question, what on earth is that? Um, and for me if if our if our discipline and our practice actually is about tuning the the bodies of the manifest itself, you know, our physical body, our emotional bodies, our whole personalities to sing invocatively um, whilst exercising. It means that you're also using the physical voice to sound and vibrate yourself. Um, And it gives uh, something that can be done in in groups. Um, And the aim being to, to sing into ourselves what it is and who we hope to be so for example it, it moves from something it's it's all very simply based um, in terms of there is a, a statement somewhere in one of um, the Alice Bailey books speaking of Shambhala and saying that those who who function there for them the will as it is known in Shambhala, is, is appreciated in, in solution as one, one note, a single note. Now immediately, this suggests that our work in triangles in holding attention to three major planetary centers, that there is a single unifying note of synthesis that comes from Shambhala. So in some way, sooner or later, we we are either in tune or or out of tune to some degree or in more or less in tune with that note of synthesis and will to good but then so too does the hierarchy emit some kind of of sound and note and and, and according to one phrase humanity itself in the joint combination of all the sounds that can sound cacophony. Symbolic. Yeah, exactly. It, it yeah. actually, on a deeper level, there is there is something else happening that is producing even now um, a symphony. Mm-hmm. So it's these to me are strong hints that following the take and I suppose taking responsibility for refining our vibration. We're imbuing it with, with the qualities of soul to the best that we can. These things um, do make a difference. And on a, on a large level, any groups that appreciate that there is a, sen- a synthesizing center of goodness and of will to good on our planet is through its practices. Refining itself as a group that is sensitive to the the highest and best um, that is uh, is possible for us. So for me, there is an inherent musicality that that is happening. And and Heidi says that music influences all kingdoms of nature. Yeah. I presume that also means the mineral and the vegetable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that there is something about Humanity beginning to tune to to maybe there's a shift in the keynote to to that is coming into play, and that in the Aquarian uh, era, the coming two thousand years, the culture of tuning ourselves becomes a basis for then being more easily able to attune to the notes of others, and then to discover what is the group note. And to understand it in terms of vibration means um, it actually becomes much easier to adjust the vibration that we are producing and to notice when we are out of tune or when something else is out of tune and do we, have, do we exercise patience? Do we exercise compassion? What are the qualities that we want to bring into the vibration? Because vibrations can be neutral, but they also we you know can carry, can carry these soul qualities. So yeah, um, the, the, the martial art as I understand it of the soul really is about um, engaging with the tension of difference between um, if you want how I am now and how potentially I could be if I keep growing and developing and evolving. So that connection between self and if you want to call it higher self or higher nature, that's the tension that one seeks to work with musically. And the basic practice of actual physical um, training that looks like martial art training, you know, standing, going through drills, Mm -hmm. doing forms and patterns and movements but doing them with the voice. Mm -hmm. Which means that as you do that, the question keeps coming back, then why are you doing this? What is it you're working with? So you're really paying attention to what's the Mm -hmm. inner What's the inner work that you're seeking to to be doing as we use these outer um, movements and and patterns? And my Mm. experience is that um, over many years, I've run workshops and done short sessions with with teachers in particular, educators, but also in leadership training, is that even 10 minutes of a, a, of uh, Exercise framed as martial art, but with the voice singing, can open up the intuition and a sense that hold on there's something there's something else, something more here that's mm-hmm. worth that's worth if you want following. so th- that for me, there is a keynote there of something about harmony through conflict, um, because it, it is, it's quite. I mean, there's so
0: much I, one, one can go into, but yes, in, yeah. in brief, it is. It is um, well, it, thank it, you so much, incredible. Clarence. That was a, a beautiful point to, to end on. Wonderful. Um, and I really appreciate your sharing with the group on this special day. It's a special day <laughs> for Clarence. We uh, okay. will not reveal it's what enough. that day <laughs> is, but it is a special day in this sign of Scorpio. Uh, with this beautiful presentation of uh, kind of a fourth ray influence. So thank you so much, Clarence. And thank Thank you you, the group for all of your comments and your attention. And we will certainly read all of your comments and be shared with with, uh, Clarence. So let's just take a moment of silence to link with all Triangles workers throughout the world visualizing
1: the planet surrounded by a vast network of golden triangles. Mm And just a reminder that
0: next week in New York, uh, the United States will be moving on to standard time as well. So I know we missed a number of our Europeans and Russians and people from the UK this week, but next week we'll be back to being coordinated together. I think we should be. Also with South America, of course, and Africa and all the other parts of the world where people can join in. So thank you all. And thank you,
1: Clarence. Bye-bye.